Welcome everyone to the Random Inks Podcast. Today we got a lot in store for you. We'll be talking about the latest movie news from DC Films, as well as some Marvel action with the Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then we'll be discussing the latest and newest info from the John Wick universe, as well as going back and talking more about the Dresden Files books four through six for a little bit. And we're excited to have you guys here and excited to talk to you more about what's been going on in the film world. We got a lot of film news to cover this episode. As always, my name is Justin and I have with me my co-host, Mark. Hey guys, how's it going? We want to thank you for joining us on this podcast episode. Today is January 28th, 2018, the day that we're recording this. And this is episode 17. Uh, we're happy that you've stuck with us this long, or perhaps if you're a new listener, welcome. And hopefully you'll have an interest in listening to us more and perhaps going back and listening to a couple of the older episodes. I think there's a lot of good information. Uh, we're just kind of polishing our trade as time goes on, but we're happy to do this and we look forward to recording these episodes for you guys. As a token of our appreciation, we want to let you know about a contest we're having on our Facebook page. Uh, if you like our Facebook page as well as find the post, it's pinned to the top of the page so you don't have to search too far for it. But from now through February 7th, we're having a contest where we're giving away a copy of the Hobbit Trilogy Extended Editions on Blu-ray. So if that's something that interests you, go to our Facebook page, like it, as well as like the post and comment on the post, and share it. And we'll enter you in the drawing for being able to to win this uh, three-disc, well, I guess it's more than three discs, but it's uh, three movies, the Hobbit Trilogy, that came out a couple years ago. And we'll be giving it away to one lucky winner. Um, So, getting started, we have some of the latest news from Salt Lake Comic Con. Um, They have officially changed their name to FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention. If you haven't heard about the the lawsuit that San Diego Comic Con brought against Salt Lake Comic Con... uh, you can find it by doing Google searches, or you can listen to our previous episodes where we talk about this more in depth. But uh, they had to change their name, and officially it's FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention, for now anyway. Mm-hmm. They have the, um, what is it, copyright or trademark or whatever it is on FanX, right? Yeah. Okay. It's theirs. They own it. They can't be sued for using that one. So why not just call it Fan X from now on? What do you know. think? I don't know. I think I personally don't like Fan X. I don't like that name. I think it's doesn't really tell us what we're fans of, except for the num- the letter X. I mean, it stands for Fan Experience, but I think they need to have some type of you know identifier with comic convention or. Perhaps they're using it to to let the comic con goers know that hey, this is we're still comic con, but we just had to change our name type thing. That's the impression I got from it. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though, because, I mean, I get I, I like comic cons. I like comic conventions, you know, not that there's a difference, but legally there's a difference. Uh, you know, I like them both. But with the Salt Lake one. I'm not sure if they can really call themselves a comic convention, in, you know, in good faith. They have as many non-comic related characters as they do comic related characters, and sometimes they have more non-comic, yeah. you know, convention related characters. I I don't know. So that's a good point. Um, I you know I guess Fan X for me is more appropriate until they start bringing you know if we can get. You know, the DC to come, Marvel to come, Capcom to come. Then I'm like, okay, yeah. But really, it's, uh, you know, just random hodgepodge of whoever they can get to come, it seems like. Yeah, there's a certain group of people that do the comic convention circuit, you know, throughout the country. Mm -hmm. Um, You see them at New York Comic Con. You'll see them at Wizard World, which has, it's, it's, it's its own company. And they have shows in like Chicago, the South, you know, just all over the country. And then there's all the small conventions like Phoenix has their convention and they go to that. I mean, it's just kind of the same group that they're kind of on their way out from acting. And they're just kind of doing the comic convention circuit to be able to be able to still make some money off what they've done in the past. And that's kind of what Salt Lake has been getting with a few guests, big-time guests here and there. So I think they should do something like Salt Lake Pop Culture Con or you know something to identify like what you were saying. You know, They're not necessarily comics as much as they are just pop culture in general. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they started gearing more things towards comics, but I just... I don't see a lot of it, you know. They just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, with the latest guest announcement out of Salt Lake Comic Convention, uh, they had uh, Tim Curry announced a couple weeks ago, Galen Moderato from Stranger Things, who plays Dustin. Um, he was announced, as well as Pink Ranger. I can't remember her name. The original Pink Ranger. Is it Jennifer Jennifer something? Yeah. So those were the initial announcements. The the latest one is Carl Urban, who's had some success some successful roles. The most notable being uh, Doctor McCoy or Bones from the new Star Trek movies with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. Um, he's in that cast. He's been in those three movies. He's also played in Lord of the Rings. Um, in the last two films, he was um, one of the writers of Rohan, one of the main ones. I, his name is escaping me, but Aemir. A- Aemir was he the the king's son? Uh, his his nephew. Nephew. Okay. Yeah, and he was the captain leader of the Rohirrim, yeah. which is kind of like their elite cavalry. Yeah. Yeah, and he was great in that. So mm-hmm. He did do a TV show that was on Fox for like one se- half a season probably, and it didn't really go anywhere, but it had some potential. It just didn't bring in the numbers. It was more sci-fi. So I watched a few episodes of that and liked it, and then when it got canceled, I kind of stopped watching it. <laughs> he played in Judge Dredd, yeah, the Judge was- Dredd reboot, and I actually liked that one yeah. better than the original. 
with sliced alone. <laughs> it was uh, I, it was good. I did you see the new one? No, I don't know I if you saw it. It was pretty uh, brutal, um, but uh, I actually liked the reboot of it. Um, I like Sylvester Stallone. Right, did the original one? Yeah. But and I like that one. I like Sylvester Stallone, but I think Carl Urban really did a good job in the reboot. I I liked it. Yeah. So check that out. What else was he in? Uh, Is there a list? There? Lot, what's that? What's that show? Uh, I can't remember. Give me a second. It's with um, uh, the guy that plays in Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel. Yeah, he, in Vin, right? Vin Diesel, and oh gosh, dang it! You're gonna make me look this up. I can't remember. <laughs> Hold on. Give me ten seconds, people. Right. Give me ten seconds. Why so Justin rambles on? The go. show that he was on in Fox was called Almost Human, and he was a cop, and he was given an android or you know some artificial intelligence. Uh, person to to work with and it was interesting you know to see how they interacted and solved crimes but like i said it didn't go anywhere chronicles of riddick oh he was in riddick yeah what what did he play he played you remember so chronicles of riddick when he's fighting that guy at the end that like i don't know goes really fast and, and like transports around and then he kills him at the end okay he, he played like his captain like his second in command Oh. So Vin Diesel's second in command? No. Or the uh, bad guys? Yeah, the bad guys second in command. I can't remember his name. It's been so long, right, since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, but I remember he played in it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it was Calm, the Lord Marshal. That's what they called him. He played uh, his second in command. But I don't remember too much more about it. Uh, I just remember he was in it. Huh? Was what? Was it the last one, the, the newest film that he was in? Was it that one? Uh, I think it was the second one. Like they did Riddick and then they did Chronicles of Riddick and then they did another one. It was in the second one. Okay. Well, Pitch Black was the first one, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Like years ago, right? Yeah, like, like long. Oh, Yeah. Pitch Black was forever ago. So then it went Pitch Black, Riddick, and then Chronicles of Riddick. Right. And then they did... Oh, wait. Am I off? Well, there was like an animated show that they did. I don't remember. He, I just know he was in the Chronicles of Riddick. Okay. But it was it came out in 2004, so yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, but, I think uh, it was Chronicles went, of Riddick second, then Riddick third. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But yeah... It, that he was in that one, and I thought he did a pretty good job in that one as well. Okay. Yeah, so he'll be here in September in Salt Lake City at Salt Lake Fanex, Salt Lake Comic Convention. Um, he came a couple of years ago, actually. Um, I don't think I got his autograph. No, I didn't. Um, I don't think I went to his panel either, so it's good that he's coming back. I can go to his panel and see what he has to say, what he's up to lately. Yeah, let's see if you. So if you want signatures, it looks like he'll be there September seventh and eighth. Um, so yeah, fr- he'll be appearing Friday and Saturday. Looks like photo ops with him are sixty five dollars. That's not bad. No, not at all. Normally, you know, those can run up to a hundred dollars easily. So, um, and then he's doing a photo ops 
but or not a photo op. He's doing autographs uh, on Celebrity Row, but they don't really have any information about that right now. It just says, you know, TBA, yeah. which probably means TBA the day before. <laughs> yeah, which has happened with Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully they bring in some new, like Chris Pine or Zachary Quinto. I mean, that'd be great to see those guys, the new Star Trek guys come. You know what I think would be cool, and tell me if this wouldn't be cool, uh, if they did get Chris Prine and you know some of the other guys to come, you know, and then they got some of the net last, gen, you know, the next generation to come. Mm, yeah, like they did before. Remember when they all came that the very first year, right? The very first year they did it, it was all about the Star Trek. Yeah. Did Patrick Stewart come? Or was he, uh, he, was he the I only know one he that was, was gone? I think it was no. I think it was number one that didn't come right because he something yeah, happened last right. minute. But Patrick Stewart was there, right? I'm pretty sure he came. I can't remember, yeah. and I should remember because I'm a huge fan of it. And in my stupidity and poorness at the time, I I couldn't get any autographs. Now that I think about it, I I should have willingly gone into debt for those, <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> and so I didn't get any autographs. I didn't get any pictures or anything. And um, I, I failed all my Trekkies out there. But if they ever come again, I, I will not fail you. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, they all came and I thought that was really neat. So if they could get those guys to come and some of the new people, that'd be great. Yeah. And William Shatner. I mean, he's always down for a convention. I know. Too bad, like, Leonard Nimoy has passed away. And didn't the uh, lady that played, uh, uh, I don't know how to say her name. Naoda what's what's I can't remember her name but the girl you know who I'm talking about man he's not a Trekkie either he's in the star uh, the original he's probably thinking like Princess Leia or something and uh yeah Princess um, Leia died <laughs> but uh, are I you think talking you, the original yeah the original Nichelle Nichols yeah is, didn't she pass away no she's still around oh yeah. why did I think she passed away but you know get maybe try to get some of the originals to come just do a huge star trek thing i think that would be yeah. a great yeah i think that's an ex salt lake yeah. convention or whatever they call it <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool to see it just get as many from you know babylon 5 new gener next generation this new discovery series that's on cbs that no one can watch unless they pay six bucks a month i know um, right just, ridiculous yeah just get everybody i think that'd be pretty cool you know what we got to do is I wonder if they have like a limit, you know, like Netflix, just one person can buy an account and like 57 people can use it. Right. Yeah. Should yeah. find like a group of people and I'll pay like 10 cents. <laughs> yeah. But so I don't know. Uh, so there's only four people announced so far. I think it's a great addition. Um but if it ends there, I think it kind of – it's a, still a great addition, but it falls flat as a whole. You know what I mean? I think that they need to bring more in to oh, yeah. what he's he's doing, right? Like um, – so I don't know. I'm sure hopefully more, more, hopefully better. I, I hope these four aren't the the kickoff. You know, maybe, mm -hmm. we, maybe we can get like Van Dyke to come. Maybe that would be amazing. <laughs> no, I'm sure there will be more like at, at that level. I would say Carl Urban's a – uh, a minus lister probably 
Yeah, definitely a B plus. I, I, you know, you could go an A minus. You know, especially with you know the success of the Star Treks. Yeah. Recently, he's got talent. He just hasn't found the right show yet. I think. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. So I mean, I mean, there's room for improvement, but I mean, he's definitely at the top there. So yeah, we'll keep you updated on future guest announcements from Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention as they come out. You can also go to their website and look for news there, buy tickets, buy photo ops, buy uh, autographs when they're available, and just kind of keep up to date. Uh, the past, I mean, we've talked a lot about Salt Lake Comic Convention, uh, a lot of great things about this convention, and I think just with any big um, event, there's going to be problems, there's going to be hardships. And they always seem to work through it the next time. So it's a work in progress, but there's been a lot of great things that's happened there. So if you can make it come, it'll be worth it. So moving on to actual movies that are in production or about to be released. Um, There's been a lot of rumors lately. Uh, If you follow the right sites on Facebook, um, like Nerdist or Heroic Hollywood, IGN, all those kind of Hollywood news sites. There's always rumors being posted about this and that, and we kind of look at the ones that we're interested in. So moving into the latest rumors coming out of Hollywood for upcoming movies that are in production, that have been announced, all of that. We're going to talk about some DC movies, as we like to do on this podcast. Uh, Shazam has been announced and is in production if you haven't heard, uh, Zachary Levi from Chuck and even Thor, he starred in Thor. Um, he'll be the adult-sized superhero Shazam. I saw a picture on Instagram, on his Instagram, where he's starting to work out and trying to get bigger to actually fill the costume, which is great. <laughs> yeah, because he's not, if you know who he is, he's not like a huge dude, right? And Shazam is pretty... Pretty, pretty stacked. Yeah. That's one thing I've always liked about DC is they don't CGI their characters as much as they make them work out, right? I mean, if you mm-hmm. compare Man of Steel, Henry Cavill and Man of Steel to um, Captain America in, you know, the first Avenger. Uh, what's that actor's name? Who played Chris Captain Evans. America? Chris Evans. <laughs> I know that, but brain fart. So if you compare him to Chris Evans in Captain America, the first Avenger, I mean, they CGI'd him. I mean, they CGI'd him before the transformation where he's all skinny and small. And then when he got the serum and got all ripped and buff, that was some CGI as well. But you don't well, see you that. Met, you well, met Chris Evans, right? Yeah. He's not that yeah, big. He's yeah, like, I was going to say, he, like, we, we met, uh, who was an Aquaman, and he was big. Yeah. Right? You could tell he's been working out. Yeah, but yeah, I remember six, seeing Chris Evans. Four, six, three, something like that. And he's got muscle on him. Yeah, he was stacked. And then Chris, I saw Chris Evans, but I didn't, you know, didn't think he was like huge, right? He's like 5'8, if that. Captain America's the worst people. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> DC makes their actors work out. I mean, we got The Rock coming on as Black Adam. Uh, ben Affleck worked out like crazy f- to be, you know, Bruce Wayne in Batman versus Superman. You got that whole training montage. That's all muscle right there. 
Um, Henry Cavill works out for his role. Even Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot works out for, you know, if you compare to what she looked like in the Fast and Furious movies to Wonder Woman, you know, she hit the weights. She got some muscle on her. Yeah, they, they said she put on like, what, 15 or 20 pounds of muscle? Yeah. Something like that. That's a lot. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll see that with Zachary Levi. He's working out now. Um, but uh, the teenage Billy Batson is played by Asher Angel. I, I don't know who that is, but he's in some shows here and there. So he's got some experience. But the, the news that they announced was that there's a character called Wizard in the Wizard in this franchise and he bestows the powers on Billy Batson, the young Billy Batson to turn into Shazam so he plays a major role and the guy who's going to be playing that is Ron Cephas Jones you might have heard his name and seen his performance in This Is Us he's in that show I haven't watched too much of that show I've seen clips here and there but I've I remember seeing he's got a distinct look so Hmm. It says he was in Luke Cage. Yeah, he was in Luke Cage too. Yep. So we have that announcement. Uh, that starts production. And let's see, what's the date on this? In February. So soon. Oh, right away. Yep. And it's due to be released in April of next year, 2019. Nice. Now, now the story with Shazam, right, is that there's like a secret word or something or something, right? And then he transforms. Yeah, I think the secret word is Shazam. Oh, is I, <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a rough word. I mean, I, <laughs> who'd have guessed? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's something like he says a secret phrase and is able to transform into the the Shazam guy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Never. Go ahead. No, go, I just say that it should be a good show. I don't know a whole lot about Shazam, right, but uh, I'm sure it'll be it'll be pretty fun. I mean, because this is like their next phase, right? They're getting into all these side characters in the Marvel universe now. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that's uh, phase two, I guess, if you were to use a Mar- Marvel phrase. Um, but yeah, originally Black Adam and Shazam were going to be in the same movie but I think they separated them out and now the rumor is that Black Adam will make his first appearance in Suicide Squad 2 oh nice yeah and that's nice I know that I hated fighting Black Adam in uh, in the video game <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so there there's that and then another DC news we got Teen Titans uh, that cartoon that we all watched is kids or teenagers or even 20 year olds like I did um, <laughs> that is set to be a live action show called Titans and I guess DC is going to do their own streaming channel for paid content um, sometime this year wow and one of the shows they're producing to be exclusively on that channel is Titans. Um, they got some actors cast. Some well, yeah. Have you seen the 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 Robin costume? Yeah, that looks pretty legit. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really neat. I'm I'm excited for that. Yep, definitely better than um, the 
early 2000s version of Robin from Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, those were not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, Brenton Thwaites as Robin. Um, don't know who that is. There is Ryan Potter as Beast Boy, Anna Diop as Starfire, Minka Kelly as Dove, Helen Richen, Richson as Hawk. So that's kind of who they have. Uh, Cyborg was in Teen Titans, right? That's kind of where mm-hmm. he started to get big from that show. But yep. there's no mention of him in this. That could be a surprise. Hmm. I mean, it, it would be cool if they crossed over and this was tied to the movies, which they should do. We've talked about that before, but. Okay. And which, uh, which Robin is this? Do you know? No, I don't. At least not from this article that I'm reading from on IGN. Hmm. Let me see if I can look it up. That That's important, people. That's important. Yeah, definitely. So oh, so it says, it says it's, they're going to use Dick Grayson. Is that who it is? Yeah, which is weird because Dick Grayson's Nightwing. Yeah. And they're about to start production on Nightwing. There was a post on Facebook about how there's going to be... Actually, it came from... It was on Facebook, but it came from Twitter from someone involved in the production process saying, keep an eye out for a Nightwing announcement around February 14th. Hmm. So. Okay. So, and, and he's the one that his parents died in the Flying Grayson's accident. Remember that we saw the movie. So that's that's this one. Yep. And so he does play Robin for a while, but he eventually becomes Nightwing. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's how they're tying it together is, you know, you got to watch Titans on the DC streaming channel and then the Nightwing movie comes out and he's transitioned into that role. Who's playing uh, Nightwing in in the new film, they said? I, don't, I haven't seen anything on it. Uh, I thought, I was wondering if it was going to be, what's his name? James Gordon Levitt, is that his name? Yeah. Because, because the last... Uh, the last Batman with Christian Bale kind of uh, hinted at that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was the, the Dick Grayson character, though. No, he wasn't. But they hinted that he, that's what that was going to happen, and then mm. they rebooted. Yeah. I hope they tie that in somehow. Mm-hmm. You have such a great movie trilogy as the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. you got to tie that into to what we have now somehow. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I wonder how they do that because basically what happens is Dick kind of was like playing Robin and he just is like gets sick of it. It's like, okay, I'm a grown-up now. I'm sick of it, you know, and <laughs> I want to be my own character. So he becomes Nightwing, which is... Well, who was the first Robin? Uh, Fred, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I started making up a name and I couldn't even come up with a name. Uh, I can find out... Yeah, why don't you do that? Um, and I wonder if Night... So if Nightwing's part of the DC cinematic universe with the movies, it's not. It's going to be a different guy than what we saw, or at least saw his costume in, in Batman vs. Superman, right? Because apparently that Robin was killed by the Joker, 
in before Batman versus Superman. So there's got to be, you know, that's got to be a different one than than Nightwing, unless Nightwing takes place before Batman versus Superman. So I'm just wondering what who the the different guys. I I can't remember them offhand, but I've heard their names here and there throughout the the films, the comics, the animated shows. Okay, so the original is Dick Grayson. Oh. Uh, then there's Jason Todd. Okay. Yeah. And he the Red Hood. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He turns yes. bad. Is and he's the one that right. Um, if I remember right, that uh, Joker catches him and tortures him and makes him goes crazy. Yeah, I think so. And then that yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's Jason Todd. And uh, then there's Tim Drake. Right. And Damian Wayne, who is, I think, is he the son or the grandson? He's the son of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, yeah. You mean Talia Al Ghul, Ra's Al Ghul's daughter? Yeah, which is weird because she died in the third, in the last Christian <laughs> Bale movie, right? The worst yeah. death ever. If you go back and watch that death, and <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theaters and everyone laughed. Yeah. That that's how that's how horribly done that movie. But uh, um, so him and then Duke Thomas. I don't. Know. I haven't heard of him. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it says during the so-called zero year in which the Riddler conquered and briefly controlled Goth- Gotham City. Hmm. See, that's all it says. So apparently, there's been quite a few uh, few Robins. The most popular. Are definitely uh, probably Jason Todd and Dick Grayson yeah. are the most well known. I think New Age is probably Damian Wayne, right? Yeah, he's kind of more of a New Age type thing. I don't think that was around when we were kids. That's the newer stuff. Yeah, that's definitely new. Yeah, yeah. It says it came out in two thousand six is when he was introduced. So well, I uh, see them doing the Dick Grayson version before, like Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And then have Jason Todd. That's his costume from when he got caught by Joker and tortured, right? Because that would make more sense to tie it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be really interesting. So, because Batman in the new ones, he's he's probably 40s, right? Yeah, he's an older one. That's why I always think that they could use the, the Nolan trilogy as, hey, this is what happens, you know, when he was younger, he was doing his thing, and then he re- kind of retired. Like, at the end, he ran off with Selena Kyle. That didn't work out, and now he's back as an older Bruce Wayne, older Batman in this, this new, you know, these new movies. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I hope they bring back Selena Kyle. Yeah, they definitely need to, especially with the the new Batman trilogy they're doing. They need to have her in there. And I'm not talking Hal Berry, Selena Kyle. <laughs> okay, that was that was just terrible. Uh, but uh, I think that Anne Hathaway did a great, yeah, great Selena Kyle. Yeah, build on that performance, make it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she did great. And then finally, for the latest DC news, Justice League on digital copy and DVD slash Blu-ray release. That was announced. Looks like there's going to be some deleted scenes or extended scenes they've only hinted at it 
as far as what they'll be. So we don't at this point don't know what they'll be. But you know the trend lately has been to release the digital copy so everybody will buy it, and then when the actual um, movie physical copy comes out, people will buy it again. So, so do you think? I mean, just take a guess. Do you think that they'll have a lot of deleted scenes, extended scenes? Or do you think it'll just be minimal, not noticeable? Yeah. Well, we kind of have two extremes, right? So far, we have the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. We had like an extra half hour, which was, you know, made the movie amazing. Way more complete, too, right? It answered a lot of those weird questions, like, wait, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Um, and then we and- had Suicide Squad with like, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, very minimal, some cool additions, but nothing groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be in the middle. I think we'll have some, but more than Suicide Squad, but it won't be as as awesome as Batman versus Superman. I hope it is, but I'm not getting that vibe. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to say what they're going to do at this point. Yeah. Um, I... You, you almost think they owe it to the fans, right? Yeah, definitely. To do that. But, um, I mean, I guess when they pull in $650 plus million dollars in a movie, they may not feel like they owe anything. So, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, they could... So, they hurry and release the version that they released in theaters. Hardly did any marketing, right? I mean, there was the trailer, movie trailers that we saw... But as far as like the actors going out and doing the talk show circuit, promoting their movie, you know, tons of media for months before the movie came out. I mean, we got a Last Jedi trailer and that whole process started going like in September, late September, October. So for two, two and a half months, we were inundated with Last Jedi. But with this movie and even Thor was very similar you know, months before we're seeing all these advertisements, merchandise, all this stuff. But with Justice League, we had like a month. I mean, I was worried that they were going to push the the movie date back because we weren't seeing anything on it. So they totally screwed the pooch on you know getting this movie advertised and getting it getting it ready. They rushed it. It seemed like so to make up for it, they need to like have another make it the movie that much better on DVD and almost do a second release. Mm-hmm. It can make a lot of money because there are a lot of dissatisfied fans of, of this movie. You know, it was good, enjoyed it, but how much more better could it have been? Mm-hmm. And if they push that angle, I think they'd sell a lot of movies, a lot of DVDs. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you know they're going to sell a lot anyways, right? But... Yeah. As a um, probably as an awareness to the fan base, it would definitely be a good thing. It would be a positive direct. You know, I think for me, it would let me know that they're listening to fans. They want to move into a positive direction. Yeah, that's big. I mean, they're right in the middle of getting things started again. They have a couple movies announced, but I mean, if fans start to get mad at every little thing, these movies aren't going to go very far. Mm-hmm. So. Digital copy will be released February 13th, so in a couple weeks from now. And the physical copy of the Blu-ray DVD release will be March 13th. 
and we'll keep you updated on that if you forget. So check out our Facebook page and our website, randomanks.com, for more info. All right, so moving on to Marvel, the next movie coming out is The Avengers, uh, Avengers 3. And we are doing the Marvel Avengers movie rewatch, so if you haven't listened to any of those podcasts, uh, we're on number four, Iron Man 2, and we've reviewed Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and now we're doing Iron Man 2. So check those out on SoundCloud and your your feed, your podcast feed, in preparation to get ready for The Avengers 3. But after that movie, we'll be seeing from Marvel Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is basically Ant-Man 2. So that's in production and due to be released in just probably, what, six months, five months? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They released a new photo f- with Ant-Man and the Wasp in costume. Uh, Ant-Man's costume looks very similar to what we saw in the first movie. The Wasp is very similar, more a little more feminine costume, which you'd expect with, you know, Evangeline Lilly playing the role. So it's looking good. I'm excited for this movie. I liked the original, you know, the first Ant-Man. thought it had some good moments. Um, good origin story for him. And then we got to see him in Captain America Civil War. Played his, He reprised his role and did a great job there too as well. So that's what's coming up next for Marvel. And then after that, I'm not sure offhand what's coming up next. But, yeah, no yeah. idea. I'm sure there'll be some. Well, probably Infinity Wars 2, right? Uh. Possibly. I mean, that's next year sometime. Yeah, so that's probably next. Um, trying to think if there could be anything else next, but... Well, that's actually three movies this year. You know, we got Black Panther next month. Mm-hmm. Avengers 3, yeah, a couple months after that. And then Ant-Man a couple months after that. So that's three in like seven months. Less than seven months. Yeah, that's true. So they may be done after Ant-Man, which is fine. I mean, that's three movies. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's plenty. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated on Marvel movie releases. After that, um, we got John Wick Chapter 3 coming out. You're the John Wick fan of of us, so (laughs) what do you think about that, Mark? Uh, I'm excited. The the first one was. Have you seen any of them? No. Or you just you don't like good movies. So, uh, <laughs> Justin doesn't like good movies. But um, so the first one, basically, what happens is this guy's married, um, John Wick, and he's played by Keanu Reeves, and uh, she, his wife, dies from I want to say cancer or something or the other, and. Uh, <laughs> So before she dies, she leaves him a dog, you know, kind of as like a remembrance, you know, and uh, just kind of telling him, remember who you are, because he used to be a hitman for the mafia, the mob, and apparently he was pretty freaking good at his job. So one night or one day, I guess he goes driving and he's getting gas and some guys see him and he say a couple things to him and he leaves and they break into his house, kill his dog and steal his car. And, you know, kind of beat him up pretty good. 
And so they take to go hawk the car, and the guy's like, where'd you get that car? And uh, the, the guys that stole it, one of the ki- guys was the son of the mob boss. He's like, who cares? You know, flip this car for me. You work for me. And the guy pretty much get out of here. You know, like, what are you talking about? And uh, I'm not taking this car because he knew whose car it was. And um, so he leaves and John Wick shows up. He's like, who has my car? And the guy knows John Wick. And he's like, oh, I, I don't got it. I, it was here. I sent it off. And the mob boss ends up calling the guy that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't flip the car. And he's like, hey, I heard you, you punched my son because the kid guy punched his son. And he's like, yeah, well, I, I did punch his son. And he's like, why'd you touch him? You know, kind of threatening him. He's like, well, he stole John Wick's car. And the mob bosses, he goes, oh, <laughs> and then hangs up the phone <laughs> because he knows. And uh, um, so then his son comes in and he like threatens his son and punches him in the face and, you know, does all this stuff or I think in his stomach and, and uh, the, uh, you know, son's like, what, what's going on? And he's like, look, it's not what you did. It's who you did it to. It's John Wick. And he's like, who's John Wick? You know, he's nobody. He's like, no, John Wick was our biggest hitman. yada, yada. The only way we'd let him go is if he basically killed everybody from a rival mafia. And he did. <laughs> and he survived. And uh, he's like... And he's like, you know, he's the guy that you call to kill the boogeyman, you know, like <laughs> you don't mess with this guy. So then John Wick goes crazy and kills everybody. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was probably one of the most amazing things ever. <laughs> it, it was great. And then the second one was pretty cool. So um, basically, I don't know, he's trying to hunt, hunt down these guys. And there's this like assassin's club. Right. And in this club, once you go like enter the club, you're not allowed to attack each other. So even if you have like a contract out on somebody that's there, you can't kill them while you're in the club. And he does. Yeah, he kills them. And Lawrence Fishburne is in it. So it's pretty cool. He has a pretty cool part. And um, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much the same, really. It's just neat. You know, it's just this crazy guy killing everybody, right? It's just, I, I don't know how to explain it. And uh, Keanu Reeves really does do a great job in the film. Um, definitely watch him. I would suggest him if, you know, if you don't like, you know, seeing people get, you know, just cool action scenes and shot, don't watch it. There's a lot of swearing. Heads up. I know some people are really anti-swearing. Um, if you are, definitely not a show for you. A lot of lot of swearing. But I, I liked it. Pretty solid. Um, I, I suggest him wholeheartedly, and I say watch him before the third one comes out. Yeah. So the, the, what they were doing was they were announcing that the director that directed the first two will be coming back to direct Chapter 3. And that is set to hit theaters on May 17th, 2019. So just over a year. Nice. And I heard it's going to start up right where it ended. So where it ended in the second one is the leader of their little guild or whatever. Uh, He basically tells them, look, I like you, John, but uh, you broke our rules. So I'm going to give you five minutes to run. And then he texts every like assassin in the entire world and is like, kill this guy and then it ended yeah. so but he told me like it's like nothing personal but you broke our rules you know it's like yeah. 
Oh, well, yeah, nothing personal. High five, catch you later. Kind of, it was kind of strange, but it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, they've also announced uh, an upcoming TV spinoff from this series called The Continental, and I don't. It won't be with John Wick. I think it's just kind of in that you know universe that he is in. Um, so you know, look for that. The director will also be directing the show's pilot episode. So that's got sounds like it's got some potential. Let's see where that goes. Maybe Keanu Reeves will make a guest appearance here and there. But yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, I'm just looking at this set. Hopefully hopefully it works out. That'd be really cool. Yeah. So uh, recently announced was Indiana Jones 5. That Indiana Jones 5 will be Steven Spielberg's next film and that they'll start filming in 2019 for a 2020 release. Obviously, Harrison Ford will star as Indiana Jones, but outside of that, they haven't made any announcements. Uh, they did say that Harrison Ford, I believe, will be 77 this year, <laughs> in July. <laughs> So when they start filming, he'll be late 77, 78 maybe. So I don't know. how. I mean, they got to pass the torch sometime on this franchise or end it. Just definitively end it, right? And this is the movie they're going to have to do that. Because I'm well, they, worried that he might even make make it to next year to start filming. I know, right? Uh, goodness. Um, you, you mean, they, it looked like they were passing it off to... I never say is right. Is it Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, whatever. It looked like they were going to kind of pass it off to him. Yeah. And then it, it was kind of like a mediocre-ish Indiana Jones, but it wasn't horrible, right? I still liked it. Yeah. I thought it would kind of followed the same recipe as the other Indiana Jones, but that's cool because that's, that's what you expect, yeah. you know? And um, But then – he kind of had like a falling off of the earth, right? He got hit for like stealing someone's writing and he's just yeah. been going crazy. And so I don't think that they stick with him, you know? And Oh yeah, no, I think, I think they wanted to, my impression is they wanted to do that, but as they got involved with him, they're like, uh, this guy isn't what we want. And so they kind of pulled back on that. Um, that idea is what the impression <laughs> I got from, from watching it in the, the reports. Cause he did, like you said, he fell off and he just kind of, I don't know. He didn't go crazy, but he just started doing weird things that, you know, he's like, you know, I'm this big star. I make all this money. I can do what I want. He didn't care what people thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems so weird. Like in the last like 20 years, it seems like these young actors just have this hard time I mean, keeping their shit together. Excuse the language, right? But it really does. Like, they just, it's like, it gets caught up in them. And, and maybe they did the 50 years before that, and I was just too young to notice, right? But it seems like you could have these long, you know, running of films without people freaking out yeah. and uh, having all these issues. But today, I, anytime you bring young actors in, you just don't, it just doesn't seem like they're lasting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I mean, I liked, before this movie, I liked Shia LaBeouf. He was in the Transformers movies and mm-hmm. starred in that movie Holes, right? 
Oh yeah, old school. And he was in uh, what was that kid show he was in? Yeah, Even Steven or something. Yeah, Even Steven. I mean, That's so right. He had a good. He had good potential, and things just fell apart for him, I guess. So yeah, they got to move on, and I think they should. They should still pass it off to another actor, maybe someone who's a little bit older, um, has a better track record, you know, more mature. Stinking. Harrison Ford, right, had the – he had, like, the setup of setups for acting jobs. Oh, yeah. Right? Star Trek, Indiana Jones. Uh, I mean – Well, it was multiple, Star Wars, not Star Trek. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I meant. Star Wars, Indiana – sorry. I, Blade Runner. Wishful thinking. You know, Blade <laughs> Runner. And, like, I mean, just – you could go up and down the list, this guy, right? And uh, – and so now I, I think you see him starting to get written out of everything. I think he's ready to retire and just be done, but they have to move on. Like they have to advance the story without him, so you got to write him out. Yeah. Yeah, and they're paying him a lot of money, so he's like, sure, I'll go work again. Yeah, maybe he should die fighting a snake. Yeah. That would be the best, right? Like just something silly. I don't know. Maybe that's just too corny, right? But, you know, he's always just like – you know about the snakes so yeah. it's like oh no not snakes anything but snakes but uh i don't know something something weird yeah so that's that's in the works uh, we'll keep you updated on that because i'm a big indiana jones fan even liked kingdom of the crystal skull mm-hmm. like you said not the worst but it, it was good it was entertaining uh, it's always the Russians. Always yep. the Russians. The Russians. I mean, they could remember, reinvigorate that whole storyline, right? <laughs> yeah. Rem- yeah. Yeah. He'll be trying to track down, you know, messing with our election, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Apparently that's the thing. Yeah. Is he, dem- <laughs> is he a Democrat or? I don't I don't know. He's got to be. He's, yeah. he's independent. He's independent. Yeah. So anyway, that's 2020 when we'll see that movie. So two years. <laughs> Well, and it looks like uh, – so Steven Spielberg, anyone that's interested in Steven Spielberg's work, looks like they're going to redo the West Side Story after Indiana Jones. Yeah. Which uh, if you if you were alive in the 50s, you saw the first one. Yeah. So yeah, basically it's two gangs that are dancing while they fight each other. So pretty intense. Realistic. I know, right? The <laughs> first time I got in a fight, I – you know, I started doing a dance off and then I got knocked out, but it almost worked. Yeah. So I'll keep trying. Yeah. Um, but his next movie coming out this year is Ready Player One in March. Yep, March 30th. And uh, we, we're going to go to that one for sure, right? We kind of, I flubbed it on the, uh, on what, what did you just go see? The, the third movie, yeah. Yeah, the Maze Runner. Oh, I didn't go. Oh, I thought you went and saw it. No, we just watched the first two on home video. Oh my goodness! So n- n- neither of us have seen it. We said we were. We didn't. We apologize profusely. But but we'll go see it. We will see it, and we will definitely go see Red- Ready Player One. Um, I'm hoping. Well, my wife will definitely have her kids by then. <laughs> and so we're get, we're having twins. It's been crazy, so it's hard to get out and get to the movies all the time. But uh, I, I should be able to get away for that one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And then Fantastic Beasts 2 comes out November 16th. Yes. 
Yes, yes. The first one was amazing. I I I watch it probably once a month. I enjoy it. I like it. It's it's a lot of it's a fun watch. Great story. I think it's cool because we don't have a story to compare it to, but we know the world. Yeah. And I like that, right? Yeah. Like I I know our know what kind of needs to be known, but um it's tough with the movies because you compare it directly to the movie so you're always disappointed. Uh, but this one, you just don't know. Like there's certain things that'll be, um, be interesting to see, uh, with, um, Grindelwald and Newt and his little weird budding relationship with the American R. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) who are they bringing in for this second movie? Um, Laws in it, right? Yes. So let me look. So they're bringing Zoe Kravitz. She's playing Lita Strange. I don't really know who that is. I don't know. Um, She's a good actress. She was in, um, I can't remember now, but she was in a couple good movies. That's a good pick for her. Okay. So uh, she'll be in it. um, And she'll be playing, yeah, like I said, Lita Strange. And she was Lita Lestrange was mentioned in the first one as you know, kind of being his his love interest. And um, but they've kind of grown apart, right? He had his picture hanging up. Obviously, Johnny Depp coming back as Grindelwald. Uh, Eddie Raymond will be Newt, Scam- uh, Newt Scamander. Uh, Jude Law playing Albus Dumbledore. So that'll be interesting to see a younger Albus Dumbledore and what he looks like because he's really old. He's over a hundred years old hmm. in the uh, Harry Potters, so he's super stinking old. So now he's only like fifty years old, right? So apparently, I guess that's a prime or something. So we get to see, you know, the Albus Dumbledore when he's young, and I think this is interesting because we we never we get to see how hear how powerful he is but we never really get to quite see it you know in the movies i mean he had the duel with voldemort or voldemort (laughs) the t is silent we found that out after all the movies apparently but uh (laughs) um you know and we saw you know a couple cool spells but he was old right so we need to see him in his prime so I'm I'm excited for that dan fogler coming back as jacob kowalski yeah he did great he, yeah, he did amazing. That was that was really cool. Um, bunch of other big uh, characters. Uh, Serafina Pickery is going to be back. Carmen Ijogo. I don't know how to say her name. Carmen. <laughs> well, so Madame Pickery will be there. You got Allison Sudol uh, coming back as Queen, Queenie Goldstein. Tina Goldstein will be back as well. Catherine Waters, Waterston. Um, nice. Theseus Scamander will be in it. He's played by Callum Turner. That's uh, he's going to be the brother of Newt. He's the one that does. He's like famous or something, right? Yeah, he was a war hero. Yeah, that, th- that's all you heard, right? You just yeah. said he's a war hero. Um, I don't really know too much about he, the, the actor. He played in War and Peace, but I mean, I don't really know anything other than that. I'm sure. Some people follow him, but but uh, from well, what I hear, the guy. Is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. 
I was just going to say, the guy who played um, Credence, the kid, Ezra Miller, who's Flash, right? He, oh, yeah. He's coming back, apparently. I don't know how yeah. big his role will be, but he's listed on the, the cast list. Mm-hmm. Yep, he'll be back. I, I When I saw uh, The Flash, and I, when I first saw Justice League thing, I was like, hey, that's the guy that played interesting because they're such opposite characters. Yeah. One's like plays a character that's really like out there, you know, kind of, uh, you know, this awkward guy, but it's just like happy-go-lucky. And then Credence is this, you know, plays this 1960s. Tortured soul. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so different. So it's interesting to see him in his different roles. But yeah, he'll be back. Um, so Theseus Scamander, what I was saying is he's the brother of of Newt. But I was doing some reading and uh, just on through Google to find out a little bit more about Lita Lestrange. And Lita actually falls in love with with Newt's older brother. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I, I don't think they get married or anything. I, I don't really a hundred percent know, but, um, uh, apparently, uh, that, that caused a rift between him and Newt or her and Newt. So that's okay. kind of what, what happened there. All right. Jerk oh, uh, brothers. The actress who plays Lita, Zoe Kravitz, he, she was in, uh, the Divergent movies. Mm-hmm. As well in, as in Mad Max. She was one of the hot chicks that was held captive. And they escaped with, with her. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. Hmm. Mm-mm. It's been a while since I've seen that show. I yeah. liked it, though. Yeah. So anyway, it's great cast. Um, looking forward to it. I enjoyed the first one as well. We went and saw it a couple times and enjoyed it both times. So that comes out November 16th. Yeah, quite a quite a while away, but I think, I think it's going to do great. I think a lot of people really like the first one. There's supposed to be five films total, if I remember right. Um, this one's called The Crimes of Grindelwald. So I don't know if... What we're going to see here, if we're going to see a lot of past things with Grindelwald, you know, pre kind of what's going on, or um, we're going to start seeing him doing some really terrible stuff. Because according to the Harry Potter, things got really bad to the point where Albus Dumbledore finally felt compelled to step in. Yeah. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, like not knowing what's going to happen in the next Harry Potter movie, right? I guess it's not a Harry Potter movie officially, but... That universe. We always knew kind of what was going to happen. We just didn't know how it was going to be portrayed or, you know, that sort of thing. But we knew the story. So it, these new movies are great. I think it's a great um, new way to look at the this universe and what's going on there. And it's a little more exciting than the previous ones for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a little bit more adult too, right? Yeah. A little bit more recent not so like in this weird magical world it's like interacts with today's world very well yeah yeah definitely more adult i mean it was it was nice to see the kids grow up and all but didn't really relate to them you know at my age i'm sure all those young kids at that time did and they loved it but for me personally it's it's good to see adults and 
they're taking center stage in this series. Mm-hmm. All right, so November 16th for that movie. Uh, Star Trek Four has been getting some some uh, rumors thrown about, and probably the biggest rumor, the biggest thing that's going along with that is that Quentin Tarantino is going to be directing this movie. That him and J.J. Abrams are on board, and they're coming up with a script, or at least trying to, and hammer out a story that'll be interesting. Uh, before t- the Tarantino announcement, they did talk about how um, George Kirk will be reprising his, you know, he'll be in the story, and that, uh, is it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. will be reprising his role as that. And not he's not really sure. He hasn't at least stated publicly if it's going to be a flashback or if he's going to be somehow involved in the current storyline. Uh, but there was some talk of time travel or some type of time warp, but nothing's been confirmed on that. But I think the bigger news is Tarantino coming in to direct it. His films have definitely have its own flavor, his own style he brings to his movies. And I don't know how that's going to fit with a Star Trek movie. Um, Star Trek has its own style its own beats that it hits throughout the film and certain things happen in a Star Trek movie and I don't know if Tarantino can follow those rules if he wants to follow those rules you know maybe that's what this movie is going to be is just hey this is a whole new movie it's its own thing and enjoy it Hmm. what do you think of this announcement of Tarantino being brought in for this new movie you know, I'm a little worried. I think Gene Roddenberry really made a great universe to what we know of it today. Uh, it would kind of be like redesigning the Star Trek, Star Wars universe. Yep. Right? Could you imagine bringing a Quentin Tarantino into a Star Wars world? I, you know, maybe for a specific story, for a specific person, I can see it working. You know, like, you know, I think a Quentin Tarantino with a, uh, what Boba Fett could work out, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> because yeah. he's kind of crazy like that. But you can't see Quentin Tarantino making a, the, a grand movie about a Star Wars in general or a Star Trek, and that's what we're talking about. I, I don't see it. I've been a big Star Trek fan. I've seen them all. I've seen ne- – I started with Next Generation. That was my age. I've I've seen a couple of the original Star Trek Treks. I've never really gone back and watched them. It was dated for me. I was a little young, but uh, you know, I've seen you know all the other ones except Discovery. I haven't watched any of the Discoveries because I don't want to pay the extras. But Voyager, uh, Deep Space Nine, um, all of them. I I really like the universe and what they bring uh, and how they all tie in. I'm a little worried with Quentin Quentin Tarantino because I mean we know his movies, right? We know what he likes to do. And that's not necessarily a, you know, an, a film of Star Trek. You know, it's it's not it doesn't really go with the flow, and so I'm a little worried about that. I, I hope that he expands his writing his writing and dire, his directing style to match what already exists. And if he can improve it, yeah, we could. There's definitely room for improvements, especially after the last one. Yeah, but. You don't want to rewrite this. You don't want to rewrite it either. It's not broke, 
But don't try to fix it. Just try to get it back on course. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Tarantino's style. I mean, it's done, worked well for him. And if you want to go see that type of movie, then you know what you're getting. But to juxtapose it and mix it with Star Trek, I think that's what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Is it going to work? Would be just a Tarantino movie with Star Trek characters. I mean, that that's not a Star Trek movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think we need more info to go off of before we start, you know, making judgments and, um, you know, going more in depth with this. But it's interesting. It's caught people's attention. I'll give them that. Yeah. And oh, we've read a couple things. I mean, and if you've seen Quentin Tarantino, this makes sense. I've read a couple things that said it's going to be an R-rated movie, <laughs> which yeah. makes complete sense, right? <laughs> that's Quentin Tarantino. But that's what worries me yeah. is that uh, – like, you know, I mean, I don't know. And I see this a lot with movies today is that you have to crazy them up to try to make them look good. Look at Deadpool. Yeah. Right. So much. And half that stuff was unneeded in that show. Just didn't need to be done. But it's done for the, I don't know, appeal to the crowd. Who knows? And so I, I want I don't want it to get stuck in that. I just want a good story, you know, that that furthers the storyline i don't really feel like the last movie did that so i don't know Uh, i'm really skeptical but like you let's wait to see what what's going to happen and then decide if we're gonna he may end up dropping out of the project just realizing you know this isn't gonna work (laughs) yeah it's not for me (laughs) star trek isn't a rated r franchise no it's I mean, they did that with the with Logan and Deadpool, but those. I mean, you would expect Wolverine to be brutal at times, so it makes more sense to have a rated R Wolverine movie. Deadpool's always been off the wall and crazy, so you'd expect a rated R movie there. But with Star Trek, that's uh, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, unless you're doing a movie specifically about somebody, like if you brought Khan back and let Khan loose somewhere, okay, yeah. you know, I, he's crazy enough, yeah. but just not overall. I it, I think it's a a weird a weird decision. It makes me wonder who made it and why, but I, I'm hoping that, like you said, either he decides to drop out because he realizes it's not going to work or – he makes something and surprises the heck out of all of us. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, audible.com. Encourage you guys to check out audible.com. See if there's any audiobooks that you would want to listen to, download, and check it out. If you go to audibletrial.com slash randomangst, you'll be able to get a free audiobook on us. Um, that way you can check it out, see if listening to audiobooks is something that that works for you. If you have a long commute for work or wherever you're going, audiobooks are great for that. They're entertaining. They pass the time really well. So give it a give it a try and check it out. You know, use the random angst code on audibletrial.com and see if it works for you. You do have to sign up for a plan. Uh, the first 30 days are free, and if you cancel before the 
you know, day 30, you get to keep the Audible book that you downloaded, that you chose. You can listen to it whenever you want. Or you can stay signed up on the plan and get, you know, you get so many credits. You're buying credits for these audio books. And there's different plans for, you know, one credit, two credits, or whatever. And so that's what the price point depends upon. Uh, I use the the $15 a month plan where I get one audiobook credit a month and I download the next book that I want to listen to. It's great for my commute. So I have at least a half hour commute that I can listen to to and from work and it's a great way to pass the time and get caught up in my reading because once I get home I'm still busy even though I'm not at work. So it works out <laughs> great for me. But I encourage you guys to try that out. So you can also go to our website randomangst.com and there's an advertisement there where you can click on that and you can get two audiobook credits instead of the one. Same deal though, when you have to sign up for the plan and you know choose which one you want. But so I encourage you guys to check that out and give it a try. We have been reviewing the Dresden file books lately. Uh, we started last episode, we started with books one through three. And next up, we're looking at books four through six. Uh, Summer Night is book four. Book five is Death Masks. And book six is Blood Rites. Um, these are more kind of a standalone type books that tie into the overall story. But like Mark talked about last time, that you know these first few books, they kind of have their own story. We're getting to know new characters. There's a lot of setup for the later stories that come. And when they start to tie together, we already have this baseline knowledge of what's going on. And these are, you know, the first three books and these next three books are kind of that same vein. But we do start to transition into the overall story in these these three books. Um, Mark, we were talking earlier about him. And it had been a while since we'd read them, so I don't know if we want to go in detail, in depth in these ones, or if we want to save that for another podcast and just kind of do a general overview on these three books. What are you thinking? Yeah, let's probably do a general overview. I, um, <clears throat> you know, as I was kind of reading, you know, like uh, just a little bit just to give myself a reminder, I just realized how how long it's been since I've read these books and kind of how important they are. Uh, Not because they make this huge tie-in, but because it introduces a lot. And so um, it's kind of like the setup, you know, like four, five, and six is really like pushing out the the characters that are going to be long-lasting and setting up, you know, base storylines to further storyline later. So it's really interesting how it all works. Um, I mean, we get introduced to some of the major characters we're still with, Winter Queen Mab, Summer Queen Titania, (laughs) Rashid, uh, who's known as the Gatekeepers introduced. I mean, and these characters are just huge characters in the later books all throughout the entire series. And so it'd, it'd be just an injustice if I skipped important things while I'm trying to review it. But, you know, it's just a generality. It, they're really good. Book four is is probably top two or three of my favorite books in this entire series. Um, it's called Summer Night. Really fun book to read, really interesting. You see Harry, he, he goes through, he starts working with what's known as the Summer Court of Fairies. 
Um, don't think of fairies as like pixies. Thinks pi- I think the fairies here, they almost remind me more of like elves, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. So like, but you know, crazy elves. So um, he works with them. He gets this huge, amazing fight at the end. I mean, it. It's really cool. And like I said, I, I want to go in more detail. It's just hard. But you get to see him deal with the fairies. And, and that's important uh, to the entire entire series because the fairies are everywhere. Uh, book five, it's really interesting. Uh, we get introduced to more characters and kind of find out a little bit more about everyone. Probably the biggest one that comes out of here, maybe the biggest two, are going to be um, his brother. Um Who's got a cool name, by the way. He has an amazing name. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't remember Thomas. And he is huge to the entire series. He is everywhere. He's. Um, you find out he's uh, like a long-lost half-brother of, of Harry Dresden. You don't see Thomas until this book? We see him before, okay. but he's, he, he's like a passing character. Okay. I think we, we see him at the party. Yeah. Um, that costume party there at uh, book three, I think right? the yeah, book two or three. Yeah, it's where Harry like kills everybody, right? Kills all that that entire group. Yeah, um, and uh, he just kind of meets Harry in passing, and they talk a little bit, but that's it, right? You don't really hear too much more about him. So here he's introduced in a more permanent way, and you find out he's his half. You know, they're half brothers. And uh, Thomas is half vampire, or I guess full vampire, but you know, with the, you know, they have the same mom. And Harry is human, and so it's really interesting how they tie that in. That's really important. Um, and then we get to find, we get to meet Nicodemus. Nicodemus is the head of head of the Drenarians. Uh Did I say it right, Denarians? Something something like that. Yeah. And they are an evil group. They're basically they uh, they represent 30. I think it's 30 um, fallen angels. And these fallen angels uh, souls reside in the 30 coins um, that were paid to betray Jesus Christ. If you know that story, kind of weird and anti-religious, but um, and they People who receive these coins are their souls are infected by these angels, and they end up becoming bad or good. We get to kind of see, you know, the the fight between that as Harry is actually introduced to one of these coins and has to fight one for like the next four books, and it's really interesting to see it. But that's introduced here in book five. Uh, we get to see a little bit more of a human side of uh, Marcone in this book. Um, Marcone's Mar- a gangster, right? Yep, Marcone's a gangster. He pretty much runs all of Chicago. Uh, he he is basically the law with the lawless. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, um, you know, he ends up becoming basically the Baron of Chicago. No one messes with him, and uh, and so him and Harry don't get along. But we get to kind of see a human side to him in this book. Um, it's really interesting. And then book six is – what's the name of that one? Is that – That's Blood Stop Rites. Death. Yeah, Blood Rites. Now this one is I believe 
with uh, the vampires. Am I right? It's been so long, people. I'm sorry. I will tell you in 10 seconds. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Blood Right. So this is where we get the introduction uh, to Harry's dog. Do you remember? Mouse? Yeah, Mouse. <laughs> so Harry's dog is a Tibetan temple dog, and it follows him around. He becomes a huge part. Like He's always with Harry after this book. Uh, he has some pretty good parts in it. Um, I think we get a more introduction to Molly in this in this uh, um, book. Molly uh, is uh, Michael Carpenter's daughter. If you remember, I was talking about him. He's one of the knights. Really cool character. Molly's a great character. Um, we get to see him interact with the White Court vampires, Kincaid. Uh, comes in this one. There's he's a an lot. Assassin, I mean, right? Yeah, he's an assassin. Like I said, this is really generalistic. It's just been so long since I read these books, so I'm going to reread them and then we can talk more about them. But um, uh, it's just hard for me to talk about them. It's because there's so many, so much to it that, and I just don't have organized thoughts because it's been so long. So we'll wait. Until next time, give me a week to to go through these books. But if you are looking, I know Justin talked about uh, one of our sponsors earlier. You know, if you're looking uh, to listen to some books and not you know audio books, I would suggest these. Uh, that I don't know his name, but the guy that does James Jim Marsters. What James Marsters? Oh yeah. How do you know that? Did you look that up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was looking at like, getting one of these books as a credit for one of my credits. Oh, okay. He does the uh, uh, reading on it, and he does amazing, amazing, hands down, one of the best I've ever heard. So, you know, pick one up, listen to it, read it. They're only two, three hundred pages books. They're not very long. Shouldn't take you long. Um, yeah. Pick them up. We'll talk more about it next time. Like I said, and uh, I'd like to just be more thorough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these are some of Mark's favorite books. I like them too, so he wants to do them justice. Uh, we did on our last podcast, or maybe two podcasts ago, we did talk more in depth about one through three, <clears throat> and then I pulled it out. I edited it out of the main podcast and created its own episode for, you know, the Dresden Files books one through three. And that's kind of what we want to do from here on out is do a 20, 30-minute podcast episode based off of the next three Dresden Files books. So we'll do a separate podcast for books four through six and then seven through nine and on and on until we're done. That way you can, you know, just listen to that. If, you know, these book, you know, the reviews on these books so you can get an idea of what's, you know, what they're about. And, you know, if you read them, you can listen to the, the podcast episode as well and, you know, give us feedback and have a conversation with us about these, these books. So you can always do that on our Facebook page, random angst doc, you know, on Facebook or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So look for that to be coming out in the next couple of weeks and then we'll try and make it a weekly thing or at least a, Every other week type of thing <clears throat> on top of the other things we're doing, the other episodes. 
So, um, TV shows, I finished up The Runaways. Kind of mentioned that in the last couple episodes of our podcast. But I finally finished it up, and I'm not sure kind of how it ended. Because <laughs> there was, uh, I think there was 10 episodes, I believe. At least that's all that's on Hulu. And I watched the last episode last night, and it just kind of ends. They they put out an Amber Alert for them, their parents do, for the kids. And so then they realize, hey, we got to hide. So they take off running, and then that's the end of the episode. So I'm not sure. They le- obviously left it hanging. <coughs> so I'm sure they'll want to follow it up with a season two or perhaps a second half of season one is what we'll get. But so I'm not sure where that stands. But overall, I watched the series, and I think I've commented a little bit before, my my position on it still stays the same. Some good moments, um, but overall, I'm just not buying into the show. I'm not sure if I'll watch a second season. Maybe I'll read some reviews on it and make a judgment then, but um, the best part about this series is the kids and their how they're realizing they have powers and they need to come together, work together to solve, you know, in this show at least, the the situation is their parents are bad people. They're committing crimes, they're murdering, they're doing all these things, and so they're finding out, hey, our parents aren't as cool as we thought they were, (laughs) so we got to stop them. But once the attention shifts from the kids and goes, follows the parents' storyline, it's not as interesting. Um... The acting is sometimes bad on the parents' part. I'm, it's almost laughable at times. Which I mentioned, James Marsters, he's in this show. He's he's one of the better actors, and he does, he does a great job. But the supporting actors around him, just not that interesting. Um, sad to say, and the story kind of drags on where you want it to pick up and move along, and it just kind of stagnates in places. So that's my review anyway. It has some potential. Maybe they'll work out those kinks for the next episodes, whatever, you know, if it's season two or whatever. Hopefully they do. It's got some potential, somewhat interesting. Um, Just not buying it. Uh, I'd probably give this series a C, C minus is my take on it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't picked up on it yet, but... uh... It sounds less than amazing, but... Yeah. I'll um, keep an eye on it. If the next few episodes are better, I'll bring it up here on the podcast and let you know. And You know, sometimes shows start off kind of weird and it takes them a while to find their groove. I've, I've enjoyed a lot of series that started out like that, so we'll see. Um, you said that you finished up The, the Colony Season 2. Yes. So tell I post- us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I posted about it on our Facebook page um, for everybody. A couple people commented on it. But, uh, yeah, season two came out. I love this series. Season one uh, was amazing. We it, It's kind of strange because w- what the basic plot is is that Earth has been enslaved by these aliens, right? And you don't know. Everyone just kind of refers to them as the hosts, our host is want us to do this or whatever. So all you know is that they destroyed Earth in like no time. And now everybody is 
kind of like all the major major cities got caged in, and uh, um, and before they got caged in, the the hosts or whoever they are, the aliens conspired with humans who had like a self-interest of, of preservation and put them in charge of other people, basically saying, look, we know you want to stay alive, so you're going to be in charge and help enslave all the other humans or we'll kill you and your whole family. And so basically they're collaborators <laughs> and they help enslave the other people. So we see through the first season, you know, what's going on and it, it follows uh, a family and uh, how the husband ends up becoming like the head of the police force of the, you know, so part of a collaboration, you know, to it. And he does it to save his family, right? You kind of give him that choice. And his wife ends up being the head, like in the upper levels of the resistance who is fighting against it. And uh, he's trying to track him down and she's lying to him. It's really interesting. So we see that happen in the first season. And the second season picks up right right after the first season and uh we still don't know much about the host but we find out a little bit more about him we find out some of their motivations and why they're around but not a lot uh the story starts out the movie starts out showing uh you know like a clip from the 1960s moon landing and it show it plays like a recording and it looks like that they found I don't know, some recording from these aliens way back then, and then they showed up. And um, so this particular family is in the Los Angeles block. And, you know, they're basically fighting to stay alive. Um, they keep fighting against the host, trying to, um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what their goal is. They're basically fighting just to fight, right? Because their other option is to not and just accept that, They've been conquered, and they don't want to accept that. And so they keep fighting, and it becomes such a problem that the hosts decide that L.A. is up for total rendition, which means they send everybody to this so-called factory. You have no idea what this factory is. We know it's on the moon, but that's it. We don't know what happens to the people. You presume they're killed, but you don't know why. They might be working, but you don't know why or what. It, it's so strange. It's just a show about these hosts, and you don't know anything about them. Uh, so it's really interesting. I, I don't want to give a lot away. Um, I don't want to give anything because it's pretty just released uh, less than a month ago, I think, so I don't want to ruin it for people. But um, watch it. It's definitely a great show. It, it, it keeps you involved like you – you want to keep watching the next episodes, and I'm pretty sure soon it's 3 a.m. and you have work at 5:30, <laughs> and uh, that that happens to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but definitely, definitely pick this show up if you haven't watched it. If you're if you've started watching it, you've took a break. Keep watching it. They just started. I think actually they just finished filming season three, so hopefully it's going to come out here soon. I I probably give it a solid A minus you know, for a, a review. Um, it, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I'm hoping Justin gets on it. We can talk a little bit more about it in a few weeks yeah. and we can, uh, uh, you know, kind of spill the beans on some things. Yeah. I'll get watching season one here. Now that I'm done with the runaways, I can move on to something else. So <laughs> still got to finish <laughs> up the Punisher though. 
Oh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll finish that. I know I will. Yeah, we'll see. So anyway, yeah, Colony season two just got released. Is is it Netflix or Hulu? Uh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, both seasons are on Netflix. All right. Cool. Yeah, give it a watch and we'll talk about it. Yeah, Sarah Wayne Callies. Callies, Callies. She's in it. She was in. I don't know if you remember. She was in Walking Dead. Oh yeah, she was the wife. Yeah. So. uh, So she's in it, which and she does a great job. She's and she's the wife in this one. You know, she's the one that's like fighting with the resistance. Uh, Okay. So, pretty interesting. Peter Jacobson's in it. Uh, Do you know who he is? I don't think so. Oh, he played in House. Do you remember watching House? Yeah. He played. like Cutner, I don't know. He played the older guy. Like he not he played like in season four or five, and he played like the older guy that's kind of bald that kept cheating on his wife. Okay, yeah, I think I know who that is. Yeah, so pretty pretty good. Uh, pretty good cast. Actors are great. It all lines up great. I, I've really enjoyed it. Cool. All right, so we do. We have been doing a separate podcast for movies. Uh, we've been watching. The Marvel movies that we've I mentioned earlier, we and we are going to do the Iron Man two review next. So that's episode four of the movies. So check those out. Look for those on your podcast feed. And we've just started doing the Middle Earth Saga reviews. We started with Hobbit Chapter One and Unexpected Journey. So look for that one. And we'll be doing Chapter 2 of The Hobbit, uh, The Desolation of Smog, here in the next few days. So keep an eye out for that as well. One thing that we want to make you guys aware of, uh, nothing is going to change with our podcasts, but we are going to be releasing and kind of identifying more with things under a different name. Uh, Random Angst is kind of going to be our overall uh, business adventure I guess you could say you know everything is going to fall under the random angst umbrella but our podcast we're going to start identifying with the credulous nerds and that is me and Mark we're the credulous nerds so you'll start to see you know that pop up in your Facebook feeds uh, your podcast feeds but it's still the same show same topics you know everything's the same just We'll be uh, using the Credulous Nerds moniker more just to let people know that. So, uh, we do want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast, and we're thankful for you know all our listeners and uh, people we interact with on Facebook. We're grateful that you're able to take the time out, and listen to it, and interact with us there on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, if you guys have any notes for us, you know, you, there's something you want to see us address, you know, a TV show or a book or a movie, comic books. We actually haven't done very many comic books lately, but um, something that is on our radar. So if you want us to talk about something and you want to give us feedback, definitely do so. You can send us an email at randomangst at me.com or just message us on our Facebook page. We do a lot of that's where most of our conversation takes place is there. And, you know, just let us know how we're doing. If there's something else you want to see. So 
So once again, we want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys.